0: episode three of White Lotus Radio, a podcast all about uh, the legend of Korra and other Avatar things. My name is Allison um, and my co-host is Nora.
1: Hi, I'm Nora and the co-host. She's Nora.
0: (laughs) Totally interrupted you. (laughs) Uh, Good podcasting. Um, So on today's episode, we're going to talk about episodes three and four of The Legend of Korra. which are titled The Revelation and "Of The Voice in the Night. Um, and this is our first podcast after, like, the the podcast now exists in the world. <laughs> people have listened to two episodes of this podcast now.
1: Cool people have listened to two episodes. Like, yeah. really cool
0: people have listened to three. Yeah, those are... I don't even know who those secret people are that have listened to this third episode.
1: I mean... By the time this episode goes out, there will have been a
0: oh, third one. okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I totally didn't even think about that. Um, yeah, it's cool. People seem to like the podcast. I like the podcast, anyway. I, I listen to it every week, because I'm a big fucking nerd.
1: <laughs> it has some really nice co-hosts. Um, only one nice
0: co-host. Mm,
1: I think there are two really cool people on this podcast.
0: But, okay, so if that's... If that's p- patting ourselves on the back, uh, should we just get into the episode or... I Again. don't have, like, a segment I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's cool that people listen to this. So. <laughs> um,
1: we start with the revelation.
0: We do. Um, which, full disclosure, uh, listener at home... Um, so we both watched these episodes two weeks ago, and various problems, um, have stopped us from recording for two weeks. So I watched The Revelation last night, and I tried to watch The Voice in the Night, and I got very sleepy at some point.
1: (laughs) I was working last night and was not able to watch either of them, but I did read the synopsis.
0: Yep, I got a synopsis right here in front of me. Um... So the revelation, um, the, the the kind of thrust of this is set up pretty early on. Um, Cora, Mako, and uh, Boleyn are practicing their pro bending stuff, blah blah blah, and the commissioner of the pro bending league comes by and like gives them their pay for their last match, and then takes it all away for like rent and food and sign up fees and blah 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 and now they need a bunch of extra money to get into this tournament that they qualified for. It's a
1: lot of money. It's like $12.
0: <laughs> I think it's like more than $12. I could be wrong. 13? Might maybe 16. Wow. The money can drive at that point. Yeah. So Mako and Boleyn are like, we're broke because we are children um, who live on our own. And they're like, hey, Cora, since you live on a fancy island for rich people, do you have money? And she's like, no, everyone just provides for me. And is immediately called out on that by Mako because Mako's like, then you have money. You just don't keep it. Like, yeah.
1: I don't know if the island is for rich people. It's sort of a
0: spiritual landmark. Yeah, that's true. It's just like... Cora Cora is like, no, I don't have money because everyone just pays for all my things for me and is immediately called out on her privileged nonsense.
1: She has the money of people.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It It is the classic episode in every uh, TV show where the gang tries to raise a bunch of money in a short amount of time. Bolin goes and sits under a cool statue of Zuko and does tricks with Pabu, the red panda. Is that what Pabu is? Mm Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, Oh, Pabu is a fire ferret, actually, according to Wiki. And... Pabu is approached, Pabu, or, sorry, Bolin is not making very much money, and then he gets approached by Shady Shin, um, pulling up in his quote-unquote flashy mobile. Um, I would prefer it if he right had he'd come after. up to
1: uh, Pabu. Hmm? If Shady Shin had, like, approached Pabu with this proposition. Oh my god.
0: No, 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 Bolin. We just, need, we just need the ferret. We do not want <laughs> your presence on this job. We have seen you. <laughs> we know you. Um, and he's like, yeah, so Bolin is going to go do some crimes. Meanwhile, his brother, professional good boy, Mako, is working in the factory getting money um, for this thing. By lightning bending into a generator... Yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. Um, and it also ties into, you know, the equalists saying, like, well, we don't have the same job, op- job opportunities that benders do. Like, apparently uh, non-benders can't work in factories. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mako notices that Bolin is missing. He goes to the Airbending Island. Um... Tenzin's children are like, oh, there's that cute boy that drives you nuts, and she assaults these children to get them to go away.
1: That's just normal. That's what you do.
0: <laughs> they're airbending, they're shown like floating down and like being fine in the background. It's all fine. Everything's fine.
1: How are you? <laughs> We're all fine here.
0: Um and so Cora and Mako go searching for Bolin. They figure out the Equalists have kidnapped him. It's been a very straightforward episode. I'm trying to remember what happens next. Um, They have to
1: track down the event called the Revelation from piecing together a map on the back of some pamphlets uh, Mm -hmm. because that's where the Equalist rally is going to be and that's where they took Bolin. And that turns out to be... A demonstration and I guess reveal of Amon's ultimate gambit here, which is that he has the ability to take away people's bending uh, permanently.
0: Yeah, um, which Tenzin points out later, and I'll just say now, like, is a big deal because, like, as far as we know, only Aang could ever have done that, and like one or two avatars before him, I think. Um, and yeah, the, the whole, um, the whole sequence of, uh, Amon taking away their bending is, like, legit, like, kind of frightening, like, he puts his hand on these people's heads and they just, like, kind of go limp, it's like, so it, it is, like, more dark and affecting than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um. But, uh, luckily, um, through some hijinks and a cool motorcycle chase and all these types of things, um, Korra and Mako save Bolin and escape back to Air Temple Island. And Amon says, like, don't don't chase him too much because Korra will then go tell the city all about how powerful I am. And it'll, like... Get everyone scared, which is my goal.
1: We also are introduced to the lieutenant, the guy with the cool mustache who has electrified rods that he fights with.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. He's- all the um, all the chi blockers in this episode are cool, like motorcycle riding ninjas. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm very into that. I'm very into their whole deal. I'm trying to think. That's kind of that's kind of the whole episode. Um, just kind of, I just went straight through it by accident. Um, did you have any? What were your thoughts about this episode?
1: Uh, I don't have any thoughts about just this episode that don't involve elements of the next episode as well.
0: Yeah, that's kind of um, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, we're introduced to the Equalists in full, but we've gotten tastes of them before. Um, there's, there's like a really cool action sequence. There's, not, there's plot in this episode, but there's not a ton to talk about.
1: I the think. synopsis on Wikipedia is literally two sentences long. Yeah. Which, when you know that they only have 12 episodes for this season... Um, <laughs> like... This, I don't know. The pacing is about to get really weird. Uh, really fast.
0: Okay, because yeah, I just pulled up the next episode, and if I'm remembering right, a lot happens in the following episode.
1: Oh, yeah. A lot happens. a lot. A lot. All oh, my the gosh. time. <laughs> so, um, huh. we are introduced to one member of the Republic City Council uh, in the next episode, mm-hmm. named Tarlock. Tarlock is from the North Pole water tribe.
0: And Korra is from the south, right? Yes. Okay.
1: You can tell because Korra is not an asshole.
0: (laughs) Nor is she the moon. What? Oh, nor is she the moon. I thought you were saying my name.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, he makes a task force to pursue Amon and, and, Apprehend him, and he really wants the uh, avatar on his team because it's a great publicity move. Mm-hmm. And he sends all these gifts and all these uh, requests that she join him, and she keeps blowing him off. Um, eventually she does, but I don't remember why. I guess she has she probably has an argument with someone and decides to do it. I don't I don't remember so why she does it. Um, so the
0: other, the other plot line of this episode is Mako meets um, Asami, who we're just going to take a moment and say we love Asami. This is a pro-Asami podcast. Um,
1: to She's introduced as part of a Cooley reference,
0: so that's a plus.
1: Is she really?
0: She's on a Vespa
1: and she hits him.
0: Huh. People have been telling me to watch Foolie Cooly for a long time now, and I haven't. Or read it, I don't know.
1: Stay tuned after we finish Korra for our
0: next podcast. <laughs> um, so Mako beats Asami. Asami's like, ooh, this dreamy pro-bending boy I know about, which um, I'm really trying to interpret as much of this show as I can as... um. Gay AF, and Asami is really making me making it hard for me in this episode. Well, I she's bi. That. Yeah, yeah. She can like Mako. She's allowed to. <laughs> I um, think
1: everybody except Bolin is bi.
0: <laughs> Bolin is extremely um, straight. Yeah, Bolin is extremely straight. It's unfortunate.
1: The um, the Asami stuff in this episode happens. So quickly, she, yes. not even just, like, through the episode, but each scene is, like, she almost runs him over with her Vespa, immediately apologizes, they introduce each other, and she's like, oh, okay, we're going to go on a date now. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, sure, all right. And then they they decide to do that. And then they go on their date, and they talk about stuff, and they t- they talk about the plot for a few minutes and then they decide to do something about the plot, and then yeah. that happens. Um, um, essentially, Asami is the daughter of Hiroshi Sato, who is the inventor of cars.
0: Yeah, um, Sato Mobiles. Sato Mobiles. A a. Look, I love like polar bear dogs, and sky bison, and all that stuff in the show, and Satomobile in its way, is kind of an extension of that, but I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> the way they get over the plot point
1: from the last episode, where they're broke and they need to pay the entrance fee for this tournament, is that Hiroshi Sato is going to sponsor their team in the tournament. As long as you wear... Your this uh, this logo on your uniform will pay for your entry. And then he goes into this speech about how he got where he was because somebody believed in him and gave him a little bit to start with, which is like...
0: <laughs> As we all know, that's how capitalism works, right? Yeah, you, just... you start with
1: somebody else's money that they give you.
0: And a, and a plucky attitude, and you just become rich. Yeah. You know? Just You just have to work hard enough and, yeah, and, and everything. and are just a go-getter.
1: Yeah, and it won't work out as long as you have... As long as, one, you never give up, and two, you start off with like a pretty large sum of money from somebody else as a gift. <laughs> the third plot line uh, is continued from the previous episode, which is that Korra is afraid of Amon, and is not admitting that. hmm And I think that is why she eventually joins the task force, is because she gets mad about Tenzin telling her that, she, it's, that she's afraid. She's like, I'm not scared. I'll
0: do it. Kind of, it, it's partly fueled by that. Um, so there is a large, like, gala ball type of thing um, that Tarlok throws to celebrate the start of this task force, um Asami uh is going and she invites Mako. Uh um, Mako invites Bolin. Mako invites Bolin, Tenzin has to go and Korra has to go. Um I think Tenzin doesn't want to go but like feels pressured into it for x y and z reasons. And at the end of this gala, um Tarlok um is like having a conversation with Korra and like Kind of tricks her and like gets her in front of um, all these like paparazzi, asking her these questions about why she won't join the uh, task force. And Cora is very bad with peer pressure, and so just immediately joins the task force. Right, because they're like, "Are you
1: afraid of Mom?"
0: Yes, that is the exact question. Are you afraid of a Mom? Um, so after after the gala. Oh, I'm reading this in the plot summary, and it's a little bit in the last episode, too, so we should just touch on it. Um, Mako talks about, like, his parents being um, killed by a mugger, um, and so he's had to take care of the Well, um, one detail we
1: should mention is
0: that Mako's family was killed by
1: a firebender. Firebender. And Emon, in the last episode, when he gave his backstory, his family was killed by a firebender. Firebender. Huh. And that's why he wears the mask, is because his face is burned. And it's like, okay, firebenders were the villains last time. Uh, Mm -hmm. We still don't have any non-firebender villains?
0: Yep. And that... Yeah. Um... So, yeah. It's we'll come back to like, that plot point later. It's looking like fire Firebenders are going to be the villains again. I genuinely don't remember what that winds up being, so I'm not like being, we'll get there again. I am um, being, we'll get there, because I do know where it's going. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: we we learn so, a lot more about Amon before the end of the season, and so all will be revealed.
0: Yeah, so... Cora joins the task force um, and gets on the radio and um, challenges challenges a mob. And she's like, I'm going to go to the Aang Memorial, meet me at midnight, one-on-one, and I'm going to kick your ass because she's the Avatar and you have to deal with it.
1: She also has a really cool montage of being like a SWAT bender.
0: Yeah, which, I don't know, I, I'm the type of person where now, anytime I see a SWAT team in media, I, like, feel some type of way. And I think the show is deliberately evoking that because mm-hmm. these people are training to be chi-blockers but look more or less innocent. It looks like the Avatar and some highly trained professionals swoop down on and kick, kick the crap out of, like, mostly innocent people, you know?
1: yeah. Um, it's it's set Entire. to this cool music and there's lots of like, cool like yeah. uh, camera angles and everything.
0: Yeah, I I think I think it is like trying both to be cool and like a bit uncomfortable. But I don't I don't know I might I don't forgetting. think it's trying to be
1: uncomfortable. I think it's uncomfortable in 2018.
0: Yeah, you might be right. Because this you was 2012. Right. Yeah, 2012 we. have we were much less woke. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the wor- um, We
0: were different people back then. We were. So Cora hangs out on under the statue of Aang for the whole night. Um, she starts to think like, oh, Amon's not going to show up because he's a coward. Blah, blah, blah. No, Amon is just smarter than her. He, like, he and six of his goons, like, grab her when she's not expecting it and like Amon monologues at her for a minute, I think.
1: Yes. He he villains for a little bit and is like, oh I could just I could beat you right now and take away your bending. But right. then you'd be a martyr.
0: Right. Right. Um but he has he has some plan to take away everyone's bending and he wants her to be last, you know? I don't know why he wouldn't do it, but I, because then there is no TV show. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's really the only reason is because then there would be no TV show. Um, so he knocks her out. Tenzin saves her. And while she is knocked out, she has these like, Kind of weird um, visions of like Aang and Sokka and Toth in Republic City, and something strange happens. I don't hundred percent remember what that strangeness is. We'll get there. Yeah. I think I think it is supposed to be strange, and I vaguely do remember where that goes, but like we're not really supposed to know where it's going yet.
1: I'm, like, realizing know. that I remember a lot more of this season than I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, really looking forward to our next podcast episode, which is uh, the next two episodes.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, Tenzin shows up and saves her, and, like, Cora, legit, like, starts sobbing. Like, her tough girl, strong girl exterior kind of cracks a little bit, and it's like, She's having a time.
1: <laughs> yeah, this, she's never. She hasn't fully become the Avatar yet, and she's being presented with a like a, a huge incident that is the Equalist, yeah. which certainly Aang had to deal with a lot uh, very fast, also. But it was sort of not on the as an as immediate a scale,
0: I think. Yeah, and like well and A- Aang and Ang and Korra just handled everything so differently because Aang was just always scared and like accepted that he was always scared, mm-hmm. I think. Um and Cora does not process fear at all, you know. Yeah. But I think I think that wraps up um these two episodes of the television show um what are what are your overall thoughts on these two
1: um a lot happened in episode four and not a lot happened in episode three and Mm -hmm. i could see a version of this where you could cut out most of episode three and have the revelation of amon's power be When he talks to Korra in person,
0: yeah, that's a good point. And they could
1: maybe like expand on some of these emotions and some of these plot lines, like the Asami plot line that we've had so far. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It really seems to be like this piece goes here and this piece goes here, and then this is how it is. And uh, it doesn't really feel like things are events are growing so much as just being placed on the board.
0: I get that. I get that. You know, um, cause Asami ends up being like one of my favorite characters in the show. Um, and Asami in this episode is just introduced as girl. Yeah. You know, like she doesn't really have much discernible personality here other than is woman has crush is rich.
1: Yeah. Um, Asami becomes much more interesting when the writers start to not care about her later <laughs> um, yeah when she's like at some point her plot her like personal arc ends and she's just mm-hmm. kind of there from then on um and yeah. we'll get there <laughs> but uh <laughs> um once she's sort of freed from having to have her own arc, she's a more interesting character to see moment to moment.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so, for sure. Um, Which
1: is still, like, not
0: a positive, I would say,
1: because I would like the characters to have, like, purpose in the story.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, I remember ending up really liking Asami, but I I genuinely don't know... Yeah, I I guess I never thought about it before. I don't know what happens with her after season one, but that's that's more future stuff. We're, we're trying to get better about not talking about future stuff, but like <laughs> so much of these episodes, so much of these episodes is a thing will happen soon. A thing will happen soon. You know, that's why next week should be a thing happens. Hopefully. I don't know what next week is, but if you say something happens next week... It's the,
1: it's the halfway point of the
0: season, and it's the sort of first escalation. Okay. Okay.
1: The episode titles for next week are The Spirit of Competition and And the Winner Is.
0: Okay. And there's, a, there's an interesting thumbnail on this uh, wiki page about And the Winner Is. Oh, so... I,
1: I, I don't have the version of that page that has thumbnails. Okay. Oh, I'm on Wikipedia, not the core Wiki.
0: Yeah, I'm on avatar.wikia.com slash wiki slash and underscore the underscore winner underscore is dot dot dot. Oh,
1: I see. <laughs> I'm at en.wikipedia.org slash wiki slash the underscore legend underscore of underscore core underscore parentheses season underscore one close parentheses. <laughs>
0: Look forward to our next podcast where we just read URLs. (laughs) Go look at my good tweet at twitter.com slash.
1: That podcast is called me URL. (laughs) (laughs) You say it like a pirate. Er, Me URL.
0: (laughs) God, I hate this. I hate this. I was worried for a minute. I was like, Oh man, the podcast didn't go very long this week. And now I'm like, please end this podcast immediately. (laughs) End my suffering. (laughs) Um, let my people go.
1: (laughs) I think that's going to probably close us out for this week. Um, I think so too. We have more stuff planned, more episodes coming. Uh, maybe some, uh, side some some white lotus radio
0: Guyden episodes yeah. uh, in the mix
1: maybe soon.
0: Uh, yeah, we've got we've talked to a couple people about coming on and guesting on the podcast. Um, I think all those people are going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm very uh the 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 white lotus Guyden episode. I'm very excited for even though it's going it might require some time investin- investment from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah we're we're getting through like we are so, at
1: one third of season one
0: That's weird to think about. It's weird to think that this podcast, like if it's just about Cora, only goes like six months or something, but <laughs> probably less than that, probably less I'm gonna say my Twitter handle, you say your Twitter handle um, and we'll get going I okay guess. I'm on Twitter at. Ali drinks coffee. I screwed that up last week. Um, much like White Lotus Radio, at Ali Coffee is some person who hasn't tweeted since 2014. So if you own either of the Twitter handles, I want, please give them to me.
1: <laughs> you could always
0: get Allie chugs coffee, probably.
1: Mm, no. Mm. Ali
0: sips coffee. Ali boneless sips coffee. <laughs> Boneless Alley sips. <laughs> <laughs> When's that mixtape coming out? Apparently Allison underscore coffee is it, but now I'm like, well my brand is Alley Drinks, and I don't wanna
1: <laughs> You can find me at Alley underscore coffee.
0: Nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Twitter uh, handle. My Twitter handle, as always, is neither Nora. Uh you can find my stuff there. Uh, other than that, all I have to, to add is that I also do a Star Trek podcast with my partner, Aster, who is really great and whom I love very deeply and much. Uh, and that's Hollow Sweethearts. You can find it where podcasts are found. Usually, um, follow me on Twitter. I'm all right. She's
0: her Her tweets are bad, but you should follow her anyway. This is my opinion. <laughs> Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.